Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hmm? Ah. Huh. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. And I'm Bake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we'll be covering Walking Dead. Just kidding. We'll be covering (laughs) the third episode of season three called Five Minutes Past. That's what happens when you do too many podcasts at once. You (laughs) forget which one you're working on. (laughs) I mean, I was saying, because they're saying there's so much content right now, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm just, I've consumed so much, I'm going to just throw it all up, like pop culture (laughs) vomit or something. (laughs) Too much, but it's pretty cool. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Um, so third episode, it feels like when I read that out loud, I was like, third episode. I felt like for some reason we were farther along in in the show, and and we're only in the third episode, which is yeah, it felt like we were further along, but we're not. So, uh, what are your general thoughts or opinions about this episode, y'all? I personally, I, I really liked it. Uh, Good. I mean, it definitely, I know looking online on like TV time and things, <laughs> it's kind of, I, I, I have to avoid, not for spoilers, because those apps are really good about not spoiling things. But even on just this episode, like, I kind of have to avoid like, there's a lot of negativity on this episode. People just being like, I'm tired of people doing stupid things. And it's like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have a show if they weren't doing that, right? Um, so I, I get that frustration, but also... Yeah, I, I think especially when it's Bodhi centered, you know, like he's a kid. Kids do dumb thing. That's that's kind of the whole thing is kids do dumb things. Um, especially when it's an emotionally charged reasoning. Uh, so uh, you know, I think there was some good emotional bits in this episode, and I definitely have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> yes, certainly do. What about you, Jason? I'm really tired of people doing stupid things on the show. <laughs> just on the show in general? <laughs> in or, general. Yeah, just, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had enough. Um, no, I mean, I think this was my least favorite of the season. Mm-hmm. It may be one of my least favorite episodes of the show, but it's still not horrible. It's it's. I still enjoy being in the world of the show, genuinely, and the characters. I thought it was a bit repetitive on a few fronts. Uh, there were more than one characters acting out of character or not how real people act. And, um, yeah, the whole thing with, with Bodie, but, um, I also, the ending really bumped the episode up a notch yeah. for me too. I thought it was super exciting. So, um, you know, I, I guess on a scale of one to 10, I'd give it like a, a six. That's fair. That's fair. It is for sure. Um, I, I struggled a little bit with this one. Um, I, I think, I think it got better, uh, in the, at the end there, which I know we'll talk about, but this, this one was, 
not one of my favorites, I think, for um, many reasons that are probably shared. Um, but we can definitely get into it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Sure, you uh, want to talk about The Walking Dead? <laughs> maybe no. no i you know what sometimes it, it, it's it's like listening to a podcast sometimes where your opinion kind of changes just talking it out with you guys like being on the podcast and hearing um you know other viewpoints and i'm kind of like oh okay you may make me think a little bit differently about it so you know that's that's my opinion at the start of the podcast we'll see where i end up <laughs> at the at yeah. the end or something. Sometimes you guys do a good job of turning me around. So let's go ahead and jump into our top three uh, highlights for this episode. Uh, who wants to go first this week? I think I both of us have had a turn, so I think we yeah, start with you, you this week. First, yeah. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. well. Oh, me, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, my first um, point that I want to talk about is Eden. Um, so we knew where she was, but the, the, the rest of the gang seems to be catching up with, uh, where Eden is and what happened to her when Kinsey discovers her, uh, down at the bottom of the well. And it raised a lot of questions, uh, I think for me, um, cause I'm like, is no one looking for her? You know, mm-hmm. we know she has a parents and we did meet her mom last season and she was completely wretched i think uh but i assume she would still report her missing so it just it's it's like you know they've kind of left it like well yeah eden just is kind of gone and we haven't heard from her (laughs) and no one's talking about it uh you know no one's mentioning oh eden is missing or there's posters up or anyone's talking about her being missing she's just gone and then oh and then we find her in the well it's like is isn't she have family so it just it felt kind of weird and i'll be honest with you i think that the scene when they took her to the cliff i know that it was supposed to be this kind of special moment mm-hmm. because it kind of mirrored what rendell and all of his friends did when 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 they had lost their friends and they had tossed them over and it was kind of mirroring that it honestly was just a little bit cringy to me when they broke out into song. I just it, it did not land for me. I think the song itself, it was beautiful. The, the yeah. song, I think, is a beautiful song. And I think uh, Amelia Jones is a beautiful singer. Nothing against her singing. I just, that, the song and then breaking out into song and she is lying there with her eyes open as they're looking at her. And, you know, and then as they... Uh, shift into how they're, you know, getting ready to toss her over. It just, it was a little cringy to me. I was just like, I feel like just meshing these two moments was just not what I had expected. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree where it was, it was supposed to feel like a very emotional scene. And I'm like, eh. I mean, they weren't really ever that close. She was kind of the bully and they had like a little moment in the beginning, you know, into season yeah. one where she was kind of part of that. But then yeah. it's like, but most of what That's, we got to eat, it's like, yeah, demons. So I don't really feel that bad. <laughs> kind of annoying. And then, yeah, she helped. But yeah, you're right. Like, I, I I felt on teetering on the edge of, wait, am I going for this or not? And I kind of went for it. I think the show tends to do moments like this really well where they play the music and there's things happening and you feel something. And and it, it worked. But there was a part of me going, I don't know. This is borderline... Um, 
ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and so now that I hear you guys, I'm more on that side. Yeah. And I think you're right, Peg. I didn't even think about this, but if it had been someone like, um, you know, Scott or something, mm-hmm. yes. then it would have totally powerfully right. landed, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of what it was for me too cuz I'm 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 like it just the emotional uh aspect of it didn't quite hit me cuz I'm like you guys were not invested in Eden. You, mm-hmm. you guys didn't really like her, you know, and especially with the whole thing when she was and I get that it wasn't really Eden, it was she's possessed by a demon with her uh behavior from last season, but you know, it wasn't like uh, Rendell and his friend, they, they were all these very super close super friends, tight. right? Yeah, yeah they, they they were all best friends. That was a very emotional, impactful It's like if you moment. guys were throwing me over the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking out in a song. Right. So, so yeah, it just it didn't quite land for me. I'm like, you and guys so, did not get along. Because so. it wasn't landing, and you see her body floating <laughs> down, it's like kind of weird, right? It's like, this mm-hmm. is weird. <laughs> like right. it's almost funny. And also the fact that they were kind of making inappropriate jokes and um Zadie or what's her name? Zadie, she's yeah. like, Yeah, that she was into drama, so this is dramatic. And it's like, dude, that's inappropriate. Like I, I didn't like the tone of them yeah. being all sassy and quirky in this moment. You know, this is a, a dead girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it I, was it was a little odd. Uh yeah, Kenzie starting to sing was really weird. I was like, oh, they're just going to have her sing in every episode now because they, yeah. they think they can. Uh, <laughs> but And then it took a while. And then when the others joined in, that's when it worked better for me because I was yeah, like, I hey, like, they that. all actually have kind of good voices. I was like, mm-hmm. Kenzie and the Savinis, who's going with me to see them on tour this summer? Uh, <laughs> I'd go. But, and then also them doing their rendition of Hear You Me by Jimmy Eat World because that's – I love that song a lot. That whole album is so good. But, like, it's a song that I've loved for – a long, long time. So to hear them start singing, I was just immediately start singing along with it. And I was like, so I think the song choice hit for me personally, because that's a song that resonates with me well before this even happened. So I was like, mm-hmm. they start, I was like, Oh my God, I love this song. So that helps. But Yeah. Yeah. I think just the, had it been in some other moment, you know, maybe, cause like I said, the, the singing was beautiful. Um, I loved it when they all joined in. I thought it was done very well. Just the meshing Mm-hmm. of that for me because i'm just like it just does not ha- i think they tried to make it feel more emotional than than um what it really was and it felt like they were trying to uh the writers were trying to kind of close this loop on eden and her story a little bit instead of doing like a barb on stranger things where everyone just kind of mm-hmm. forgets you know <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and Eden was uh, for me anyway, and I feel like for a lot of people from some of the buzz I was uh, reading last season, everybody really liked Eden. Like we all did. Like the demon. Mm -hmm. We were sad. Yeah. I think you guys did too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's what they were trying to do. Like give her this nice little moment. Like, Oh, we didn't forget about Eden. You know, we're going to give her this nice little send off. It just didn't really. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's a clear point. Um, Maybe just, because they're like, oh, somebody must have pushed her in. So they're just more aware that there's somebody doing bad things. But other than that, I didn't see what the point was. So maybe what you're saying is is the point. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it was still kind of sad. I mean, I, 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 I like that they at least were trying to, uh, the characters anyway, were trying to, you know, give give her some dignity a little bit. And like, a, I know that they can't just 
Sort of. Throw you off the cliff. <laughs> I mean, it's what, I guess, Kinsey sees that I picture guess. of her dad and her friends. Yeah. She's like, oh, that gives me an idea of what <clears> to do. What and, do. And I guess they're assuming that they'll, that it will at least give her an ending instead of hiding her or burying her somewhere where she'll never be found. At least yeah. this way, the potential of her body being washed up somewhere, you know, and oh, here's, you know, they'll presume something tragic happened with her or whatever at least she'll be found maybe give some closure what to if her on the way down and... she's like i'm not dead <laughs> i was honest to god i was waiting for some sort of movement or something from her like she because i kept thinking is she really dead could she be really dead in the bottom of that well and i kept waiting for her to like <laughs> i know wake i up. mean i kept thinking oh this poor actress has to stay in that single pose she keeps popping up in each episode all contorted and um Man, it really Eyes did open. look creepy yeah, when she looked down at her and her, it looked like she was staring right back up at her. Uh, but then she showed up in the past and actually got to move around and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was cool. If only just for a minute. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my first point was just, you know, I wish it was in a better way. I'm really kind of sad that Eden is gone. I know she and maybe we'll get more of her and maybe in flashbacks if they're doing something like they did here in, in the later part of the episode. I don't know, because she was so, so much fun uh, to watch yeah. uh, as, as the demon uh, Eden. So but mm-hmm. anyway, that's just my thoughts on that part of the episode. Who wants to go next? Can I go next? Absolutely. Go okay. Bodhi loses about half of his IQ. (laughs) (laughs) Bodhi Bodhi finds the time shift key in Nina's purse, right? And tries to use it to try to spend five minutes with his dad. And uh, apparently he either thinks he knows how to use this clock or and is wrong, or he just dialed in a random number and hoped for the best. Yeah, and well, maybe if I, somebody would tell him how it works, because, you know, yeah. Duncan, all Duncan knows how to say is how it doesn't work, but he won't tell him how it does. I know. But I mean, he's like, I want to go see my dad. And then like he knows Roman numerals. He knew how to make a five. So what's he doing? And then and why just five minutes, by the way? Why not set it for an hour? You're, you're trying to talk to your dad, but it's because of the plot because he had to come back in five minutes for the plot to work. So anyway, he gets the time wrong and it's during last season when they're trying to trick Gabe slash Dodge. It's season two, episode seven, best laid plans, which I will now summarize. So they told Gabe and Eden that they were going to film more of the splattering and uh, they know they're demons, but Gabe and Eden don't know that they know. Kinsey used the dollhouse to trap Eden under that glass in the kitchen. Remember, she was pounding against it. And then uh, Tyler, but then she got out because of Josh or something. Then Tyler used the anywhere key to open the door to the well house uh, to push Gabe through. Or that's what he was trying to do. But then Gabe used the chain key and got control of the situation. And that's where we see here he's wrapped Bodie up. And he used the anywhere key to take Duncan and Bodie to his cabin to force them to make this demon key. Um, but so all of this didn't actually go that great <laughs> the first time either, but at least Dodge was dead by the end of it here. Time traveling Bodhi sees all this happening, sees Gabe about to take his past self through the anywhere door to the cabin. Don't worry guys. He thinks he's winning, but we're going to stop him. And uh, I mean, you know, you mentioned last week, Rima, that he's really smart, but there were have been times, at least one other time, I can't remember what it was, where he did something that was out of character, not that smart. 
So maybe he's just not that smart sometimes. Or I mean, like you said, um, Pate, kids are sometimes dumb and they're inconsistent. But I, I, I think this is too much. Bodhi should know. He's smart enough to know that he he's smart enough to realize that interfering in a situation could change the outcome. And he's like, I'm from the future. I know how this ends. I know how you end. And Scott says, if you're here now, doesn't that change everything? And Duncan's like, no, that's not how the key works, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I can't wait to find how it works. Like maybe Duncan doesn't even know how it works. He just thinks he, <laughs> he knows all the ways it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then Gabe turns to uh, into Dodge, which I'm like, why did he do that? Uh, but because um, we missed and, the actress, and yep, and Bodhi says, But this isn't supposed to happen, you're supposed to leave with past me and Uncle Dunk to go to the forge. And I'm like, You just lay it all out, like, why, why, why you're supposed you do to that? do these steps, and then we win, so do that now. And then, I mean, there's moments where the show asks a lot of you, it kind of reminds me of things in law on lost which carlton cues also worked on like when Jin saw michael wearing his watch and tried to kill him over it and i just feel like sometimes the writers are like what would be most dramatic let's have people act really crazy and violent but that doesn't make any sense hey the script is due tomorrow okay let's just write that you know i don't know but it, it, it it's i feel like it's insulting and so then um dodge is like i think i'll hang around here for a bit your new key seems like fun i'll take it now and Bodhi runs and dodge grabs hold of his ankle right as he travels back to the future gotta get back in time and then um if uh <laughs> she had gotten the key from him i wondered what would have happened like we don't really know how the key works so it's hard to say but maybe he still would have went back transferred back but maybe she would still have the key back in the past who knows and been able to use it you know but we do know for sure because we've seen it that not only can you bring someone back with you by being in contact with them when you travel like he did with uh what's her name jamie jamie yeah we've established he can do that so yeah and now we know you can go back and then bring someone back to the future with you (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) bodie's looking at the clock this hourglass turns over i didn't know what that meant is that like how long dodge is going to be there or have, have we seen that before do we know what that is the hourglass inside the clock with the sand in it I remember seeing it like when when Bodie opened up the clock and last week. I don't remember it turning. I just remember seeing it there. I remember seeing the Roman numerals. I don't know that we've actually seen it do what it did. Maybe it has to run all the way out before you can use the key again. I'm just guessing. We don't know. I don't know. No one will tell yeah. us how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Duncan. So, yeah. <laughs> so then Dodge comes around the corner just charging at him. Thanks for the ride, which I like that. And it reminds me of Ash versus Evil Dead with a certain character, which I won't spoil. Um, <laughs> but then Bodhi lies there playing dead. Uh, it, so but we know with the ghost key, you open this certain door, you walk through your ghost comes out of your body and your body slumps backwards lifeless. So he was trying to trick Dodge into thinking that's what he just did. But actually if Dodge went through, then her ghost would come out and then he could close the door and trap her out there. But I got to give him credit for that. That's yeah, that was brilliant. It's just, that was pretty cool. Unfortunately it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. But she didn't fall for it. And and that's exciting too. And she picks him up and throws him through and his ghost flies out. Body goes limp. Then she, this is the best part. She goes through 
and then um, ghost goes back in and possesses his body and then locks him out his ghost. So she's in there possessing his body with her body laying lifeless. And then the possessed Bodhi looks around key house, all evil look on his face, which I thought Jackson, Robert Scott did a great, job mm-hmm. he looked super creepy i've been waiting this whole show to see if he was gonna do this yeah <laughs> and now he was gonna be comic so um, yeah that's without you know because we've done you know comic talk points yeah. you know that this this part is what i have been referring to for the past uh, two seasons of like this dark uh, storyline yeah. and what i Good. don't, that's what I don't know, didn't know if they were gonna go with it and now yeah because dodge is gone it happened so. i was like <laughs> yeah oh my god like and my first watch, you should have seen me. I was like, they did, they fucking did yeah. it. <laughs> like, the whole episode, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And then, oh my God, that was so cool at the very end. Um, but it was a real jolt to jump back to this scene with Gabe and everybody. And it made me realize a couple things. One, I thought the series was better then. I was like, oh, I have a better feeling about this right now. Um, but then again, that was later on in the season two. So things really had intensified by then. Um but on number two, I know some of our listeners feel differently. They've written in saying so, but I actually like Gabe more as a villain than Gideon. Um, Dodge too, you know, Layla de Oliveira, but I especially like Griffin Gluck as Gabe. I, I just think it's interesting to have him uh, be a demon, but also like a hormonal teenager. And that's more complex than we have right now mm-hmm. with Gideon, who's just this villain and Dodge pretty much too, is just pretty villainy. Although she's much more interesting to watch than Gideon. So anyway, I hope that I kind of hope Dodge sticks around and, and, and is involved in the rest of the season. Cause I was more excited about that part of this episode than maybe I have been for anything else this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys will agree with any of that. Well, we'll find out because uh, my <laughs> my first point is literally that. So I can just kind of play off of it and, you know, elaborate, add if I had any extra stuff. And my, my point, I just titled it, don't do anything stupid or dangerous, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Time? No one knows? Right. Uh, and I do want, I wanted to, some of my notes are kind of the background on Bodhi because I did mention, like I said, you know, he did some stupid and dangerous things. Uh, but like I said, especially with kids and when it's emotionally charged. And so I wanted to kind of maybe look at it from Bodhi's perspective and see what's going on with him. Uh, I mentioned last week that, you know, at the end of the episode, he seemed really put off by Nina and Josh being together. And then clearly in this episode, that is the case, you know, uh, when Kinsey mentions that they're off together, you see him get upset. And when Kinsey kind of defends their relationship, he storms off and you can tell, I mean, he's just a pissed off little kid at that moment. Um, And then of course that sends him spiraling into thinking about last episode. Also, whenever he almost got to see his dad again. And that's, that's what really hangs him up is he's hung up on seeing his dad, remembering his dad and everybody else forgetting his dad. He doesn't want people to forget Rendell and he wants this connection. And so he's desperately looking to use the time shift again. Again, even though there's, uh, he's put zero thought into how the thing actually works. <laughs> Apparently um, he hasn't really thought it out, but Maybe even he got the point, his Roman numerals mixed up or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nina catches him searching around in her room for it. And, you can even see when she goes to talk to him about it and he like pulls away from her that like yeah. he's in a bad headspace for sure. He's really not in a good place. 
And around uh, her in particular, because he thinks he's mad at her for having a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, then Kinsey and Buddy later run into each other, searching Nina's room separately for different reasons, uh, as he's still looking for the time shift key and she's looking for alcohol. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, then Bodie does tell uh, Kinsey about Nina and him being in her head earlier, and then he's still being real snarky about Josh, which I liked. Then Kinsey just calling him out and being like, don't be an asshole. And he goes, hey. It's like, I hey, you're the- yeah. yeah, I did too. Sometimes that's what you people need to hear. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then that's where the line from Kenzie, where she says, don't do anything stupid or dangerous. Okay. Which I was like, uh, do you know, what, uh, I'm waiting for Bodie to go, seriously, do you know what show we're in? Do you know who we are? Mm-hmm. Stupid dangerous is like a requirement for each episode. Come on, Kenzie. You want to just end uh, this right now? Cause we could just have this last <laughs> episode, mom. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so then he does find the key in the purse that Nina was uh, wearing or holding onto at the wedding with that dress. Um, which is where she put it when uh, Duncan gave it to her. Mm. And then that's where Bodhi did something stupid and dangerous. Okay. Uh, not that any he or anyone could have guessed what was going to happen, but still a little forethought uh, would have been nice. And that's, you know, you kind of just had him like, you know, just stumble in and people notice there's two Bodies there and made it in some way where he just didn't have to be so clueless. Yeah. Cause he was and like being like work. smarmy. Like it was like this, like, yeah. Ha ha, you lose. We, you know, I, I know, like, which was it's kind terrible. of a, out of nowhere. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I think. He should not have <laughs> inserted himself at all. Like, yeah. if, if he was curious, I, I get him being curious and went, like, what, what did I stumble right. into? And slowly as he creeps up the stairs and he sees what's going on up there um, with all of that, he should have been like, oh, and either stay hidden or. Go hide yeah, I mean, himself or something. Well, that well was if they wanted bad. to have it where Dodge chases after him, then they could have had him accidentally, you know, just walk upstairs. Make a noise, trip, yeah, something. Or just walk upstairs and before he had a chance to get his bearings, they see him. And then he could try to pretend to tell a story or something about what what's he going to say, you know, and then they figure it out or something like that. Right. Cause Duncan even does it first. Like you must've found the time, ta- yeah. found the time shift key. And Gabe's like, the what? So- yeah. Why would right. you put that information up there? Too, yeah. Did you find the thing, the thing that makes you oh, do the thing, you know, really yeah. powerful thing on you. <laughs> yeah. And then of course I remember last week comic talk for those who listened to it, but I guess now that this storyline is here, it's fine. Um, I, I did was questioning how some of the differences in how the time shift key works on the show versus the comics would come into play. And we definitely see that. I mean, the five minute time limit means Bodie's stuck running from Dodge long enough for her to catch him before the time is out. And then that she can travel back with him by touching him. Like we established and talked about, I do really like that. They focused on Dodge getting tripped and dropping all of the keys and then leaving them behind when she goes to after Bodie that way, just have them. When she travels to the future yeah. with him, there's not two of every key. Like they got left in the yeah. past. And it also, was a nice she doesn't touch. have like yeah that at her disposal. Yep. So I did like that touch. Uh, and then yeah, so just <laughs> Dodge is back. <laughs> She's back. Which <laughs> I know mean, we were talking about last week again. Another one of those things where you're like it feels kind of weird because Dodge is like the villain from beginning to end in the comics. So yeah, without Dodge, where do we go with these stories? Is like, well, 
we bring her back. That's what we yeah. do. Um, <laughs> and that makes me feel a little better about this being the last season. Maybe yeah. that'll help. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I think his trick was really smart, but she doesn't fall for it. And then, yeah, he kind of gets the Sam Lesser treatment, just left <laughs> as a ghost outside with his body being taken over. Which, random note, damn, those boots that Dodge was wearing. <laughs> those were some cool boots. Those are some really cool boots. When she walks past him on the laying on the floor, and you really see him, I was like, I mean, I couldn't pull them off. I couldn't wear them, but those are hot. Yeah. 100% I could pull those, those boots awesome. off. Uh, I have said time and time again, I, I would love to raid her wardrobe. Right. <laughs> I love her wardrobe on the show. It's it's definitely on point and definitely my style. Yeah. So I would All definitely love to if they if, if I could afford it and they had an auction after this show and they were like auctioning oh, off all the all the, all the that pieces. Listeners? That would be me. <laughs> you want to get Dodge's outfits. If you want to donate, <laughs> if y'all if y'all want to donate, that's totally fine. No. Yeah. Uh, pretty that's sharp. Funny. Yeah. But then uh, yeah, so but, wait, wait, you made me think of something. Is Sam still out there as a ghost? I, I think he was so. in season two. We yeah. saw him out so there. Because yeah. he'll come back. They both tried to uh they both possessed the body of Gabe at the same time, him and Dodge. But then I think he managed I think Dodge managed to push him out and back out the door, but I don't think he mm-hmm. died as a ghost. I think he's still out there. So I bet you we'll see him next episode. Yeah. If he is. Maybe Chamberlain too. Maybe Chamberlain will be like God, Bodie, you're an yeah. idiot. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, these last you did what? few days. I've been you and- <laughs> yeah, uh, you've made some mistakes, and we got to fix this. Yeah, uh, but but yeah. So, the, but that the last thing that we're left on again. That's the storyline I've been hinting at. Um, really messed up thing. Dodge which, possessing uh, Bodie. Dodge possessing Bodie's body. Um, again, I'm not going to go into specific details. I'm going to avoid spoilers because we'll see what happens this season. Okay. But depending on how close they stick to the comics, like there could be some very interesting, dark, twisty kind of things coming that I'm, I'm a little scared to, and hope they don't do some of the things they could get away with doing. Uh, that's all really? I'm going to say. Ominous. Uh, I know. It's it's one of those things where like I was like, oh, they're doing it. And then I started thinking of like what happens in the comics after that. And I was like, oh, no, they better. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm intrigued. Uh, I hope I hope they do. Whatever it is. Right. Because I'm and not that I, far along in the comics yet. I haven't got to that part yet. So uh, yeah. it'll be a surprise for me at this point. But if it's mm-hmm. if it's something like that, I'm definitely intrigued. And then I assume next episode should probably start with Dodge Bodie getting rid of the woman Dodge body. Yeah, so somehow. there's not any like so nobody even has an idea that something is wrong or different. Like. I Hopefully hope just so. push that away, get rid of that body and be like, I'm just Bodie. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the clear thing to do with this show. I'm losing faith, but <laughs> stop applying do. logic to this. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of your son. With, I'm Bodie. Um, <laughs> he just walks in every room. I'm Bodie. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know. Well, what they've established on the show is when you possess well not with a ghost though i was thinking when a d- demon possesses a human they still retain their memories and some of their even drives you know because gabe was still in love with kinsey but uh maybe if you're a ghost and you go into like a bodhi body that wouldn't mean that you would have bodhi's memories and stuff i i yeah i mean shit i don't know how it works because they don't really spell it out for you but yeah he's yeah, not possessed with his thoughts it's just a body yeah, his personality maybe. and 
mm-hmm. I think, is is with his spirit so self, many, I think. But yeah, who the hell knows? I don't know the rules. Think of on this show, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think kind of that Dodge knows enough about the locks and Bodhi that I think she could probably pull it off, at least for a little bit. Yeah. She's yeah. a really Especially, great villain and smart. Yeah. All the time that Dodge spent with the family as Gabe and really got to know them on a personal yeah. level. Yeah, good point. Yeah, even just hanging out with Bodhi, just the mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had They'll a little like, bonding Hi, time. Hi, I'm so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did have some bonding time I, a little bit in season season two. But man, so. they get Layla de Oliveira back and then just now they have to hide the body and it's just going to be Jackson, Robert, whatever again. <laughs> oh, well. Well, uh, I guess it's back to me. Well, she, or this twist, because I I mentioned in my first point, or sorry, I guess at the beginning we were giving our general thoughts. uh, This twist is what saved the episode for me. You know, Mm. there was, you know, some issues that I had with, with like the first half and then getting to this point. I mean, I was super annoyed with, with Bodhi in this episode and his attitude. I think his attitude last episode too was really crappy and, trying to give him some grace because I'm like, well, he's what probably going through puberty and whatever it is that is shifting in him a little bit with his mom and Josh. But I'm like, dude, your mom was like dating Josh last season and he didn't seem to care. He seemed pretty stoked because he got a new buddy out of it. You know, him and Jamie got to be really good friends and he didn't seem yeah, to mind. He didn't you seem know? to care. So I'm curious what's and maybe there doesn't have to be an explanation it could just be he's a kid and he's yeah. going through something but um, it feels like a soap opera where characters will suddenly just shift because the writers want to do a new storyline not because it's how people actually act that's what it feels like to me you know yeah it feels a little forced it doesn't feel yeah. super authentic but i'm like okay he is a kid let's try to yeah. remember that much at least but I was super excited for the twist. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, we talked a, a lot of my uh, points in, in in this for me. You guys have already uh, talked about, so I'd, I'll try not to repeat anything as I'm going through my notes. But uh, I, I did like it. I thought it was interesting. I was ticked at Bodhi for his, his like taunting and teasing. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just get out of there. Stop interacting. You know, um, that was... <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and he just kept going with it. Yeah. No, that's not supposed to happen. Well, duh, you just came in and it's just ridiculous. Come I on. I know. So I, I guess, and I loved that Dodge figured out when, because, uh, you know, Bodhi really, which it was a smart idea. Bodhi did have the right idea, uh, but Dodge just, yeah. she's very clever and she was totally onto it. So I thought that was a great twist. I thought it was a great twist when she t- tosses him out the ghost door. See, she takes his body. That's the thing. Like, he just did something really smart there. It didn't work, but it was a good effort mm-hmm. of laying there, playing dead, hoping she'll go through the door. And um, it's inconsistent. It doesn't <laughs> align with how dumb he was just being mm-hmm. five minutes earlier. Well, and and I I know I you you were right. I've I've said a couple times, Bodhi's a smart kid. He shouldn't be acting like this. And I'm 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 more referencing season one and two, Bodhi, where I felt like he he was kind of there the one times, with the head of his shoulders. You know, yeah. There were a I couple mean, of exceptions, but yeah. Yes, yes. They're they're he. I won't say consistently. He was always the smartest, but yeah. out of the three siblings, especially during like season one, it seemed I'm like he's the youngest sibling, and he's making more sense than what you two are as the older. Mm-hmm 
older mm-hmm. siblings. So I think that's where I reference more. And I just, I think I expect more out of Bodhi, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Even though he's the youngest, maybe that's too I'm not mad. Yeah. So, disappointed. Yeah. So, you disappointed but me. So. But I'm curious, and, and I did love, uh, I think Jackson Robert Scott was very uh, clever at kind of embodying uh, Dodge mm-hmm. whenever um, she, she possessed him. So I am very interested to see uh, what this means going forward. I'm also curious, did they somehow change the past? Because they were like, no, the key doesn't work that way. Like they don't, Duncan didn't seem to remember having seen Bodie when he was like a teenager. He's like, well, that's not how it works. But Dodge came back in the middle of all this um, craziness, you know, in that scene, when we remember how that played out in season two, if she comes back with Bodie, does that change what was just happening as, you know, Bodie's all tied up with the chain key. They're getting ready to go through the, use the anywhere key to go through the door. Does any of that change? <clears throat> and because when Bodie got home, he's, you know, yelling, hello, hello, you know, waiting for someone to come around the corner or to hear him or see what's going on um, as he's yelling for help and, and Dodge is chasing him through the house. Does that change anything? So I'm curious what happens now. And I think that uh, wait, the writers... When, when Duncan said that's not how it works, what was he referencing? Oh, he was referencing... If when he remembered seeing both... Scott, he's like, don't you no, remember? No, this time. I'm talking this episode. Oh, okay. Scott oh. said, well, oh, yeah. you just change the course of things. He's asking yeah. the exact same question you're asking, Rima. Does that change things? And Duncan said, no, that's not how it works. So yeah, I, if you can believe Duncan, it doesn't change yeah. anything. I still somehow. think my, my my understanding of it, which I could be wrong, but what makes sense to me is kind of like I said last week, is it's not necessarily traveling to the past as much as it's to use lock and key terminology, an echo of a past mm-hmm. event to where it's mm-hmm. kind of its own little pocket dimension like where instance in Warcraft, like, yeah, it, it changed what happened, but that's not the reality that the future they go back to is in. It's a mm-hmm. whole, it's just a little pocket memory echo to where once they left that, that ceased to be happening. That whole kind of thing was not real. Like mm-hmm. in a bubble. Yeah. So it really has no impact on your own reality, if that's the case. So it wouldn't have changed anything that's led up to this point in yeah. the real timeline or whatever. But in. whatever you bring But Dodge has you. managed yeah. to, is now there. So yeah. for Dodge, I guess it was in that past, this version of Dodge, their memory would be, I had Bodhi chained up and then another Bodhi showed up and then I traveled to the future with him and yeah. now I'm I'm still on my mission. <laughs> right. Hmm. I guess I guess we'll see. But either way, um, I thought it was clever of Dodge. And I, I also wonder if maybe the writers were kind of setting up some of Bodhi's behavior. Because he's been kind of naughty. He's been a little bit of a jerk. Uh, a little bit to his mom, to Kinsey. Uh, and he's had, you know, just this change in his behavior, at least I think, in this season versus seasons one and two. That if that was kind of a setup for this possession now that Dodge has taken him over, if this kind of explains away some of his behavior, like, oh, well, right. Bodhi's just already been acting kind of weird. He's been acting like kind of a jerk. So it's nothing new. They won't suspect 
really that that's not Bodhi. Is it so. just me, or is Bodhi acting kind of like a demon? It's just puberty. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> He's going through something, you know. Like, Bodhi's, Bodhi's been a little nicer lately. Or, or if, if... Demon if, Bodhi's nicer. Or if maybe Dodge, if it goes the other way, maybe Dodge thinking, um, oh, sweet little Bodhi... You know, and that's how she tries to act or something, and which doesn't line up with how he has been acting. Would that be like, oh, you're being like good again or something? I don't know. I'm just thinking if yeah, they try to set said, it up Demon that way. Bodhi's nicer, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yep, that's all I got. Everything else we've already talked about. Um, Jason, your number two. Uh, Nina kind of relapses. So, in my opinion, a lot of times, you know, there's characters on shows that go through, uh, they battle drugs and alcohol, and if done well, that can be a pretty gripping story. And, you know, it reflects something that people we know, or that maybe even some of us have gone through, so it's it can be you know, cathartic or whatever to watch that. It can be a good, good thing, you know, even though it's hard. But Often, it, it, when a character who's gone through that then relapses later in a series, to me, I, it just feels repetitive and it's a bummer. Unless they can find some new take on it, which they kind of did here. I mean, she didn't actually technically re- relapse. She didn't drink. But it kind of felt like, as Kinsey said, you know, you haven't taken a drink, drink, but you've still found a way to relapse. So I was not that excited about this. And I was glad that it seemed to be over in one episode. <laughs> um, but just to go over it. So... <clears throat> It starts with Bodhi being upset that she's dating Josh, accusing her of forgetting about his dad. And um, yeah, he's usually so selfless. It seemed a bit out of character for him to be so upset, but he's a kid. So, okay. Um, but then um, she, he wants to use the time shift key to see his dad. And she's like, oh, I got another idea. Let me show you some of his memories using the head key. And I think that's what they showed in the... Uh, opening this time, right? The head key. Has it was the ghost. It was uh, the ghost key. Was the opening thing this week? Oh, what what does the ghost key look like? Because it's got the ghost key has the little skull and crossbones oh, okay. kind of look. The, the head, head key is more like more an actual right. head, like with yeah, skin right on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. So here. it was the ghost key. Anyway, I was kind of wondering if they would use the head key again and. um because they used it a lot in the first two seasons, but, but I like it. So it's cool. So anyway, she takes her and Bodhi into her headspace to show nice memories with his dad and they're camping by the lake and it's a nice scene. And then as soon as she sees, Oh, she's got a thermos, she's drinking. Then present day Nina gets all flustered and says, we got to go. And I'm like, well, did you forget that you used to drink? Or I guess she didn't remember that this memory was one of the times that she drank and then she just immediately gets all spun out. She's totally forgotten that Bodhi had any problem, not helping him anymore. She's preoccupied in ignoring Kinsey, who wants to try, was trying to tell her they just threw their friend's dead body off a cliff and it was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, we'll talk later. And it reminded me of how she was with them early in the series where she would like forget to sign school papers and stuff and they'd have to make food for themselves. And, um, Anyway, so then she goes back in and and she sees herself try to tickle Bodhi at the campfire and almost push him in and sleeps through their play and break Kinsey's gingerbread house at Christmas time. And she's like, mommy, no. 
and it's pretty sad and depressing. And then Kinsey steps into the headspace. Why would you want to relive this? And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Why, why are you doing this? And Nina, it's like, it doesn't concern you. And she's like, Oh, it does. You concern me. And then Nina said, um, the way I remember these moments, it's different seeing what actually happened. That moment was pretty powerful for me because I thought, Oh yeah. If I went into my own headspace and started looking at memories, I bet there's so many cringy memories that I would just want to turn away. Like that's what that looked like, you know? And it even made me have second thoughts about being so excited of wanting the head key for myself, just thinking about it. Um, but I think also that if you could manage to watch yourself, you could probably learn and grow from it if you approached it in the right way. Anyway, I thought it was really sweet of Kinsey to be like, we have good memories and you don't need to re- revisit these. And Nina's like, I'm sorry. I missed so many days like that. And Kinsey's mom, stop. You got better. You were there and you can't do this to yourself. You, you know, so that, that, or she said, you haven't taken a drink. You've still found a way to relapse. I think that really had an impact on Nina, but she still mm-hmm. says she needs to work through on her own. And that's when she <clears> finds <throat> that memory where she's promising Rendell she'll get better and work the AA steps. And he says, I need you to forgive yourself that there's no other way forward. And so I guess that moment inspired her back then. And then revisiting it inspires her now. Like yeah. I need to forgive myself. And then she's back in the present moment with her kids. But I'm just like, you already went through all that and we kind of did too. And then you forgot and you had to go through it again, this episode. And I think that does happen in real life. You get on a good path, but then you fall off and you need a reminder. You need to be inspired again. Yeah. But but do we need to see that in an episode? Like it, it just wasn't that interesting to me i guess was it just to give darby stanchfield something to do or and i feel bad for Bodie that he hasn't come back she hasn't come back to help him so i don't know i I wasn't the the best thing i thought about that story for the most part was that it was just a one episode thing yeah i'm I'm glad it was only one episode but i i did take kind of a different approach to it i actually really enjoyed that storyline, it definitely got me a little teary and emotional in places. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just looking at it from a, a certain perspective of, I want to say metaphor, but not really, because it was very much laid out right in front of you exactly what it is. But um, I mean, any kind of addiction, alcoholism included, uh, I mean, a big part of, of being an addict, because even if you recover you know, they even tell you that in things like AA and stuff where, you know, once an addict, always an addict, you know, you have mm-hmm. a recovered addict, but you're still an addict. There's still that brain chemistry there. And so it's one of those things that self self-sabotage and self-doubt is always kind of a part of that routine where, you know, when things are going good, I don't know, then people kind of tend to be like, well, do I deserve things to be good? And they start dwelling on the mistakes that they made Mm -hmm. to try to put themselves back down. And I think this is just kind of Nina going through that with the added element of the fantasy of being able to literally go back and relive these memories and see them exactly how they happened, which just adds to the beat down that she's putting on herself to actually Mm -hmm. experience these things and see them. Uh, Kinsey's line definitely, I think was as harsh as it was uh, very spot on. And yeah, she kind of keeps, 
the you haven't taken a drink, but you found a way to still relapse. And Uh, I I could see when you when she's in the middle of her active addiction and heads not clear and in denial about it that she wouldn't see how much harm she was causing in the moment. So then from a sober state to look back, it could be like, oh, God, I'm so bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm just even then beating herself up about the fact that she's beating herself up. Uh, (laughs) And then that last. Yeah, like you said, that last. Yeah, it was it was a spiral. And I think a lot of it was set from taking Bodhi back and then seeing herself that. And I think then it yeah. clicked in her head when she was like, we have to leave. Cause she remembered, right. Oh God, I was, I was drunk here. And they probably, Heron and Rendell probably had a fight after the situation. It's like, I understand you're being sweet, but you almost pushed Tyler into the fire. You know, like you have to be <laughs> careful about those, which oh, baby Tyler and baby Kinsey. I was like, Oh, <laughs> no, I thought that was Bodhi for some reason. So, so I understand what you're saying. And I, and I kind of agree. I mean, but what if they did this every season, if there were more seasons, would, I would not want, I think this is a one and done and I'm glad, like you said, it is. Uh, but I think it had a meaningful thing, especially that end. Like I said, that what Rendell tells her in that last memory she visits of, you know, you have to forgive yourself. It's the only way forward, which rings very true. It's a sure. reminder she needed. And she realized even then that reliving these memories and these mistakes was toxic within itself. And so she's done and she's got to move forward and come out the other side. All right, you're bringing me around on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I, I really appreciate it as a one-off story to kind of see, you know, everything's been going good for her, but then also I, I think, you know, with Bodhi kind of pulling away from her and stuff, it's it reminds her of her children pulling her, you know, Tyler and Kinsey is when they were Bodhi's age or younger, pulling away from mm-hmm. her because of her alcoholism. And so it kind of sends her back down that spiral. And I think... It can be an important story to see somebody who has recovered still have, have their... a slip. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I was going to ask something. Oh, you said she, she was looking for a drink. I didn't notice that part. Yeah. That's what I, when, when Kinsey was up searching her, cause she was looking through the cabinets and stuff in her bat and Nina's bathroom mm. and all this stuff were kind of places she used to stash bottles. And- oh, Kinsey's looking to see if yeah. mom's drinking again. Oh, okay. I thought you meant mm-hmm. Nina was looking for a drink. No, no. Mm. Kinsey was, was looking for, that's when to she runs into Bodie still looking for the key in her room. He's like, what are you Got doing it. here? What are you that, doing? In oh, here? okay. Yeah. yeah I wasn't, yeah. I didn't know what Kinsey was doing, but that totally <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Like, let me okay. see if mom's drinking that- again. Cause she was acting like she was drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that helps me too because I was like, "What is Kinsey doing?" I know Bodie's being a snoop and looking for that darn key, but what was what was Kinsey yeah, I think doing? Kinsey was um, looking in some of the old uh, alcohol, you know, yeah, stashes areas. She remembered her mom's um, hiding places because she, mm-hmm. well, because you know season their one. mom's been so open with them this season, and yeah. she's you know um, just been a lot lighter, and she definitely had a change you know, in, in her, uh, uh, attitude, uh, as well. So I think it makes sense that Kinsey would think that like, Oh no, did mom have a, you know, a moment she slipped off the wagon or something, yep. um, and relapse. And she, she relapsed without, like she said, without like having, having the alcohol. And I feel bad. I think that, you know, Nina, and I don't know if this is why she went to that place, that dark place and, and choosing to kind of relive all of, these bad memories she's like beating herself up over it if 
you know, because Bodie's pulling away and if she's feeling guilty about having an, a relationship with Josh or opening herself up to that and Bodie's making her feel guilty, like you're going to forget about dad and, you know, maybe she feels kind of bad about that or something. I don't, I don't know what really kind of drove her to it, but mm-hmm. um, she, th- that, that's actually my number one um, was Nina's descent. And I, I don't know. I think, from what I remember, in the, and I didn't finish the comics, but I remember the first three that I read, it, it, it seemed like they went a lot darker with Nina's alcoholism. Oh, yeah. And I felt that they could have went a little bit there in the show like they did in the comics. To <clears throat> me, this it felt a little too TV movie, honestly. Mm. Um, I was like, yeah, I feel like you had a, um, an opportunity there and they didn't take it. And especially seeing what they did in the, uh, what was it, the museum or library scene with Gideon and his uh, his buddies when they scalped that freaking guy. I mean, I know that they didn't like actually show it, but we know what he did. And there was like a splash of blood that went mm. a- across the scene. I'm like, you're, you'll go to that place where you're scalping a dude on the screen, but you're not willing to go a little further and in my opinion, should go a little darker into, you know, Nina's addiction a little bit. And it felt a little bit like a plot device just to keep her distracted to, you know, to keep her away from what was really going on with Bodie, like Bodie's off doing his thing. And she's off over here kind of dealing with her stuff. It felt, you know, that's how it felt to me. Um, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Um, I think I kind of felt like that in season one, like, Oh, is this lock and key light? Which it is compared to the comic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But, um, I've enjoyed Darby Stansfield's performance so much. And also just her character, because in the comic, the mom is barely there. She's so whacked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was glad of that. I, I like the character. So in that sense, I'm not, I don't want her to just be laying on the floor moaning or whatever the whole time, you know? No, I don't, I don't want that. I just think if they were going to show us this, it could have maybe just this episode, this episode yeah, went a little darker with, with what they were wanting to show us. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the show is definitely a more lighter tone, I guess. So, um, but anyway, that's, that's what I thought about it and everything else. I feel like we've already kind of talked about, so I won't repeat repeat that um jason what's your next one uh let's talk about gideon who i you know first thing we see him and his compatriots are raiding closets for modern clothes well kind of yeah and i'm like oh they heard our (laughs) podcast yeah Yeah. so we were just talking about that (laughs) cool (laughs) <laughs> and I and when he leaned down to the little girl and said, Someone should teach you not to stare and she goes, Ah and he's all ha, 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 ha. I just thought that was really funny. I know it's cruel but and dark, but and it he was goes, funny. Uh, Well, she'll remember me for a long time. It gives him a little more character and a little more like funness to him. <laughs> and then uh when the so one of his soldiers said, What are our objectives here, sir? He said, which you should have asked that a while back, but um, (laughs) he said, blend in, listen, learn, and we take back what's ours. And I thought, uh, I think he knows that sentiment, taking back what's ours would appeal to an imperialist, you know, but he's not talking about 
England taking back the colonies. He, he, I think he's talking about demons taking back the world. Maybe he thinks the demons, the world belongs to the demons by right or something, but he has to speak to them in terms of mother England and everything. Cause they're not demons. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Um, they're looking for their old firearms. Josh tells them they're on display in the library. That was kind of a fun moment too, is like trying to get into that box or whatever. And Josh's like, how can I, what can I say to get you to stop doing that? (laughs) (laughs) But he grabs the guns from the display and I'm like, would those still work? I'm thinking not, but the knives would still work. And then he scalps this poor librarian. Like you said, blood sprays. That's very villainy, but it was, mm-hmm. was dark. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still like, at least with Gabe, there was a little complexity because his demon side was mixed with his hormonal teenager side. But I, I liked watching the Gideon part of this episode. All right. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with those guns. <clears throat> You'd think they wouldn't work, but I don't really know anything about guns. Maybe they can get them working. All right. Yeah, I, don't those take like a long time just to reload? Powder, right? Yeah, you gotta bullet ball on. things and pack yeah. them in there. And Somebody just wait right there. What, <laughs> weapons? Give me a couple oh minutes God. here. What? What is yeah. this? AK forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> That's dark too. I, I know. I have some thoughts about. It's not necessarily one of my points, but I do have some thoughts about Gideon and the Echo Soldiers, who are you know opening on tour for Kenzie and the Savinis. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, uh, yeah, murder. Uh, no, but one thing I just thought was really interesting. Uh, when they return to their camp from that house where they're stealing all the clothes using the Anywhere key, doesn't that require a door on the other side that you know whenever you're going? Because they kind of just like appeared in the woods by their camp. And I was like, what door did they go through that's in the middle I, of a forest? I'm using the tent flap or something as a door. Does that qualify? <laughs> I wondered the same thing. I was like, door in the middle of the woods? Tent flap, I guess. I don't it's know. It's like those doors that appear out in the desert sometimes. Right. <laughs> just like what? What door did they use it between trees in the middle of a forest in this campsite? Um, <laughs> maybe an outhouse door. Who knows? Like I was thinking, like maybe there's a little cabin out there, but then they would have shown us. I don't know. It was yeah, <laughs> it was weird. They don't. I don't yeah. think they like it that we're podcasting on this show and scrutinizing it. <laughs> right. Uh, I figured Josh would have been more suspicious of Gideon. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Can I get you to stop? But then he's like. Where are the weapons that were inside? Is there, we put them in the library. Perfect. I'm going uh, to the library. Like, yeah, okay, like, bye. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Maybe I should Absolutely. follow you to the library and see. That what... was a totally normal interaction. <laughs> yeah, nothing suspicious here. Uh, but I wouldn't want anything to happen with Josh. I, I, I like Josh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll redeem himself a little bit in the next episode and be like, hey, I, there's some strange you know, guys up in here, especially seeing as how what happened to the librarian. Right. Um, Man, no more oyster crackers for that guy. Uh, yeah. It was, again, even with them trying to blend in, I was like, they still look pretty odd. Like Bolton has this whole like fifties greaser look going with this. Like, it's like, okay, rolled up, rolled up jeans Danny and the Zuko leather jacket. Walking they look like, yeah, I don't know what they look like. Like that's what you pick? I mean, I don't know. I guess why, what would, how would they know what to pick out? You know, the, these 
you know, yeah. Revolutionary War soldiers. <laughs> they don't even know what a zipper is. Yeah, they're just like, okay, this looks like a coat, and this looks like pants, and... You know, how would they know? But I'm just like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> you definitely don't really <laughs> they, blend. <laughs> I know. I think they look less ridiculous than walking around yes. in their costumes. Yeah, but it's a step up. <laughs> definitely. It's, it is a step up. I agree. Because I, I was uh, definitely complaining about that. And I'm like, come on. You, you're, but it's you're good for the people. story that yes. they didn't, you know, pick perfectly blended in clothes because mm. they wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. Well, I guess my last point official. Uh, well, is it an episode of Lock and Key if I don't talk about Tyler? Uh, <laughs> nope. Tyler um, was in this one. He was in this one. Uh, <laughs> no, I, enough for me to have him is one of my points. Uh, just again, just I, I enjoyed some of the stuff. I'll talk about the things I liked and noticed. But what we've talked about, it's like... Well, I hope they don't really draw out this whole Tyler's not remembering magic thing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's three episodes now. We're getting to halfway point with next. It's like, okay, let's, mm-hmm. let's uh, wrap yeah. this up now. I'm, I'm, I, I, I enjoy Tyler a lot, but this mm-hmm. version of Tyler, I'm like, okay, let's, that's enough of that. Let's yeah, get him back to like in the fold. Like and they're like, okay, let's make it so Tyler doesn't want to remember, and and that'll give us all these story opportunities. Okay, where are those? Let's see them. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and they're still kind of teasing at those little things. It's a lot of they're rehashing a lot of that, which mm-hmm. I, I will say is a little annoying. I, I'm ready to see where they go with it. Of course, you know, teasing those little things like with the you know, oh, what's wrong with Bodie? Oh, he's afraid of spiders, and then his little tease of like, oh, I remember. And she's like, you do, and he's like. Yeah, he hates spiders. It's, it's like a normal conversation. He's not talking about the giant spider. I think spider. he said there was one in his lunchbox and he threw yeah. it out the window. And she goes, oh, yeah, extreme. But then we're picturing this giant spider right around Key House. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but just like r- random things. We got the name of the girl in Montana, Carly. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then uh, the idea that he thinks maybe there is something there, but he's not really yeah. ready for it. Mm-hmm. His conversation with Logan, which always good to see Logan. I like yep. that guy. Yeah, uh, Logan. <laughs> um, something I thought was interesting when he's talking with Josh, when Josh is giving his little tour, which was oh, wait, Josh was just having a great day giving people tours of his little museum. <laughs> totally normal conversations with people. Um, but we noticed that Tyler still has a lot of the information yeah. that he put in his head while using the head key. That was a fun it's still there. Yeah, yeah, like I don't yeah, know why he I remember doesn't this remember stuff. magic. It still has a, the effect on him. He's yeah. like, sometimes I just know random facts about Britain. I don't know. Matheson because yeah, yeah. Interesting. But I also liked that, even though it was a bit of a plot contrivance just to get uh, Tyler and Josh in the same place. I think when Gideon showed up, um, when Josh comes up and Tyler and uh, what's the guy's name? that you said was good to see Logan Logan. And the one thing I didn't like about Logan, it's just a little thing, but I don't like when kids are like, Oh, adults so awkward. I was just talk. It's fine. But um, (laughs) anyway, then he's uh, Josh is like, who wants to come back and, you know, I'll show you this historical center or whatever. And Tyler's all I'm game. And I just thought that's a sweet moment. It's this guy who's dating this kid's mother, trying to connect more and the kid being open to it and deepening Mm. their relationship, bonding a little bit. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, of course, then when he's looking around there, 
it's the uh salt the uh what it was like the little um buckle or thing that was on the revolutionary soldier which was that one of gideon's like was that gideon's uniform that maybe through the family had been passed down he's got it in the historical site or something Mm -hmm. so he's like i recognize this uniform and this buckle which is very specific uh captain's gold-plated buckle yeah so uh yeah with recognizing that so then he's still very confused about why there was revolutionary british soldiers breaking into his house yeah why are there Uh, cosplayers in our house right (laughs) and now that it was like that's like official uniforms and official pieces it was like so he's very confused and so he wants to go follow up on this police report that kenzie totally filed um to figure (laughs) out maybe i can help you know put some pieces together because this is weird so he just goes to see what the police know he just wants in on this situation and that's where he finds out that Kenzie never filed anything and that she's been lying to him. Um, but then there's a couple little things that, you know, while he was at the police station, of course, just the little callback to detective Matuku, which I was like, he was, he was a great guy, you know, pre demon. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was good to kind of just see a little nod to him. And then I liked the little, when the uh, officer looks up lock in the system, that the only thing that came up was a case file for Sam lesser with marked with suspect mm-hmm. deceased, which I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> would come up under their name um yeah so then really the only other thing i have to say about it is just yeah tyler going back and confronting kinsey about her lying to him never she never called the police never filed a report and it's kind of a rough conversation because he wants the truth and kinsey can't give it to him like literally not that she doesn't want to but literally can't because he is incapable of understanding it well also it's like why 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 are you lying to why don't you tell me the truth because you told me you didn't want to know about magic a-hole it's your right. fault it's just gonna make things even weirder it's like now you're making up some ridiculous <laughs> <Yeah>. bullshit like <laughs> right. so but it's just i'm mad yeah. at tyler because he's acting i mean he can't help it but he's like right. mad at kinsey but it's his own doing is the reason why mm-hmm. this is happening yeah so that it is it's it is frustrating. And again, you kind of feel that pain with them. Do I want them to continue having that issue for the rest of the season? Please, God, no. No. But. I'd rather just kill Tyler off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, I don't know about that. I don't want that to happen, but no, no, I'm no. super annoyed that, yeah, I don't want him to keep dragging that out. Yeah. With, you know, the line where he goes, what is going on with you? Ever since I got back, you've been acting totally different. I'm like. If only he could understand how backwards that actually is. Yeah. Um, the if fact that it's actually when he came right back, now, he's different. Now. He doesn't remember know. magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So there was some things that I enjoyed seeing in that storyline, but I'm also airing out the fact that, all right, it's played out. I'm kind of tired of it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's get him back to magical key wielding Tyler before not just before the season ends because i feel like that's giving them too much late no next episode let's yeah let's get first it back five minutes dodge is back it's important bring tyler yeah. back into the fold whether he they likes often it or not listen to us so. <laughs> listen right. to us. next five minutes um do you do you think it is it was good of kinsey not to file a police report i mean she she could file one and maybe they could just patrol every once in a while and see if there's any like cosplayers around and that could maybe help. Right. Yeah. Might put I feel in like, danger too, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it would have done any harm for her to yeah. do that. be like, yeah, some people broke into our house and I don't know who they were. So I mean, cause what are the police going to do? Honestly? Yeah. They would like patrol 
once and be like, there doesn't seem to be any signs of anybody staking out the property. So, uh, they get some tips on okay, how to bye. The house you know, and, yeah. you know just be house. watching yeah. for any suspicious people around. And they all, I mean, I don't think it would have done any harm because the, the police, when Tyler was there, mentioned like, oh, yeah, there's been, you know, some break ins or something lately, which clearly. Gideon and the rest of them, you know, jumping in and stealing the clothes. And now I'm sure the next thing that they're going to hear about is what happened at the library. So at least it would have added some weight to it, but I don't think it would have done any harm. I don't think they would have really done anything. So maybe she should have just went ahead and just reported it. Maybe Mm -hmm. made it a little bit of a lighter kind of situation like, oh, some people crashed the wedding and got into the house and started searching through our things or something. I don't know. I mean, The argument you're giving is the same argument why you would tell someone not to report a non-demonic break-in. Oh, because they're not going to do anything about it. But you still should report it just in case, right. you know. But but Kinsey's like, no, we can't do it. <laughs> it's magic related and no, no one will understand. <laughs> no muggles allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Save you the drama between her and Tyler. Um, no <laughs> she would have. I felt really. I did feel really bad. Um, I felt. I felt. I felt bad for Tyler, even though, again, like you said, Jason, this was his own doing. You know, he's he's mad at Kinsey, and uh, but you know, I, I felt bad for him, but then I felt bad for Kinsey, and I liked when her mom was like, you know, Tyler always used to always you know protect you. Now could think about. This is you protecting him. And I was like, well, that's kind of a nice way to think about it because it's it's they're they're trying to respect his wishes. You know, he he I don't know if he'll eventually somehow kind of consent to yes, I want to, or if they'll kind of like we just have to, we need you for whatever's coming up or whatever. But um I, I did think that that was uh, a nice little moment anyway. But yeah, I hope they don't drag it out. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other points to make. Does anyone else have just any notes. just notes? What about you, Pake? Um, let's see. <clears throat> Random notes. Uh, again, a lot of callbacks like last week, things we talked about that were just like, boom, immediately happened this episode. Like, did we know the future? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, because I remember last week saying, this episode would likely include finding the key to the Harlequin chest, but I didn't expect it would literally be found in the first 30 seconds with zero issue and then just moved on. But they <laughs> didn't like, use oh, it, did they? No, no, they didn't even use it. Just, yeah. Other than Bodie being like, look what I found. What and I then got. that was it. It was so unceremonious Nina's too. still got her key in her purse that she doesn't even remember probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just scattered everywhere. They don't care. Yeah. But uh, one thing about that, he pulled the harlot. He heard the whispering. He pulled the harlequin key out of a playing card, which was a cool mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it made me think back. So the reason these keys are hidden everywhere is after the keepers of the keys threw Dodge off the cliff. Randall took the anywhere and Omega keys. Aaron took the head key. Ellie took the identity key, and Mark Cho took the matchstick key, which he later killed himself with when he found out Dodge was back. And then Mark hid all the rest of the keys all around the house so they'd be hard for demons to find, I guess. So I'm like, how did he hide this Harlequin key inside a playing card? Um, (laughs) The only thing I can think of is the writers don't care. Or maybe there's a key that helped Mark make magical hiding places for the other keys or something like that, you know? Right. It's just like part of the 
key as it comes with the card, but you'd have to build the card. So yeah, I don't know if that does. Like, I mean, like, I thought the idea of the reason the, why the keys were hidden everywhere, at least this is what the show said, is that Mark hid them around the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. If, any other notes? Oh, Kenzie talking with Savini's about what to do with Eden. Doug was good to just leave her down there. And Zadie recently watched Breaking Bad or 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right. Or something. <laughs> totally about that. Uh, <laughs> Acid. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess the only other note I have was just the one scene that we got to further it a tiny bit was the scene with Ellie uh, when she does decide to return to the school to coach, but then she overhears some of the other teachers talking mad shit. No, uh, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a lot of rumors still about her going around, about her abandoning her son and all this. And it's just it's too much for her right now. I'd like that she goes in and confronts the one teacher mm-hmm. and has those like I did not abandoned my son you know it was like i didn't do that i was like you know i i that's not what happened she goes oh it's just a nasty rumor so then stop spreading it <laughs> i was yeah. like damn uh, yeah. but i i like that she was able to stand up for herself in that way but then you can tell she's not ready to go back to the school yet she just kind of walks off after that she's like nope not doing this oh right now. really she i didn't catch that part mm-hmm. that she left i mean i was i same i felt good for you for standing up for yourself saying i would never leave my child but also based on what everyone knows i kind of don't blame i mean i would be right in there talking about the woman who went crazy and abandoned her child too you know <laughs> i mean i mean i hopefully i'd be a little more um compassionate and leave room for well we don't really know what happened but you know there would be talk about it. Yeah. And I think, yes, yeah, I mean, it's not that it surprised her that people were talking about it, but I think that Just was one of her main re- like worries about going yeah. back to Matheson and, and trying to integrate back in to the town there was she knew people were going to be talking. And so for her to kind of go out on a limb and maybe take this job, just to be right in the middle of people talking about her is like, no, I yeah. don't, that's not what I wanted. And it's so hard because she can't tell people what really happened. They'll just mm-hmm. think she's nuts. Yeah. Go down to the sea cave, take a pickaxe and chip at that wall in the back. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is all the notes I've got. Okay. Well, we've covered all of mine. Um, and just talk, talking about them. Um, and that Harlequin, uh, key was my last one. So we've talked about that. Um, maybe we'll finally get to see it used next episode. (laughs) <laughs> maybe in the first five minutes, maybe it's not that exciting either, but <laughs> they should at least use it. All right. Well, I only had a couple. Um, one is I was just I, feeling the beauty of the uh, environment because key house is so great and the grounds are so great. And the setting of the series is so important to the story. And I just think they knocked it out of the park with <clears throat> picking this place and setting it all up just right so i thought that bore mentioning maybe i noticed that more in an episode that i didn't like that much because i was like what is there to like here i don't know uh, (laughs) i was really noticing it this time and then the second one maybe this belongs more in comic talk but it's so unspoilery that i'll say it here that kinsey i noticed the colored streaks in her hair more in this and i don't know if that's new like has she always had she did last season a lot. The colored, really? Okay. Because uh-huh. uh, that was one, maybe that it's another thing, like I'm not as into the story, so I'm, <laughs> I'm paying more attention to these <laughs> visual details. But uh, that was so 
part of her look in the comic that yeah. um, I wish it was even more apparent in the show because it really screams Kinsey to me. In my opinion, last season, her the different um, sections of her hair were more vibrant and colorful mm. versus this season. I had to really pay attention because I don't I know if I, I don't know if her maybe because she looks a little less blonde her hair i think her base color is a little darker but and i think she was maybe more blonde uh in season two and maybe it stood out more um but they're still there and and maybe i don't know if they're just the color's more muted or because her hair uh base color is a little uh darker but it's still there yeah i mean this was the first time i noticed it so i mean i must have noticed it before and i just don't remember but yeah in the comic her hair is lighter and Mm. so the colors stand out more that's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, if that is all the notes, let's move on to listener feedback. Interesting, um, I think, to see what our listeners uh, have to say about this episode. So I'll go first. Um, Megan Diley Lehman says, Wow, I've always loved Bodie, but this was the ultimate fuck around and find out moment for him. <laughs> I was so angry at him for going back in time for no reason to a pivotal moment in their battle against the demons and screwing it up just because he felt like telling them that they're going to win. And then not only did he let Dodge back into the future, but he got himself locked out into Ghost Town. I hope he spends a lot of time floating the grounds with Grandpa Ghost and gets some knowledge dropped on him that he can use when he inevitably comes back for the final battle. I was literally shocked at how that all went down and was screaming at the TV when Dodge uh, took his body. And a quick programming note, I'm so glad I'm finally caught up to at least one of the Strange Indeed shows Mm -hmm. and can stick with the weekly schedule with the amazing Rima and Paik. And Jason. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Megan. At least you didn't say, um, you just had the grace to leave me out rather than say something bad. So that was nice. <laughs> the amazing thing and make and the okay Jason. <laughs> and the awful um, So, yeah, you know, just hearing you read that, um, it reminded me that when this originally happened, the moment that Bodhi came in on, Gabe, you know, took Duncan and Bodie to his cabin and they made the demon key for Gabe, which he then used to create a lot of demons who all ended up dying, including Jackie. So you're saying that he fucked this all up, but if this time shift key did work like a normal time travel thing, he might've actually just saved, saved Jackie's life. Now we don't know exactly how it works, so probably not, but that's just one thing to think about. (laughs) Okay. And take that next one, Jason. Emily Rouse says, I worried they would drag out Nina's drinking storyline, so I'm very glad she I'm very glad she came to terms with it in this episode and didn't relapse, as Kinsey stated. Kinsey has a lot on her shoulders and is dealing with it in a very mature way, with the exception of Eden. When Kinsey said she had a plan, I thought they'd use the keys to hide Eden's body. But no, instead the Savinis get their fingerprints all over her and dump her into the water where she can wash back up on shore. I wonder if that's going to come back to bite them. Jason hit the nail on the head with Tyler. He has to remember Jackie dying. So I think he's running from the pain of knowing he played a part in it. Not that it's his fault in any way. Still forgetting doesn't make the magic or the danger go away. All I can say about Bodhi is he messed up hard. 
Rima, by the way, how did Gideon and his minions get back to the woods from the house? Wait, why does that say that? Rima, why is your name in there? Anyways, how, how, by the way, how did Gideon and his minions get back to the woods from the house where they were stealing clothes? I thought the Anywhere Key opened door-to-door portals. Good question. I thought. I wondered. That is... A question One of those classic. Maybe the tree opened up and yeah, forest in. doors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they built one while they had their time out there in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one comes from Alma Contreras. It says, "I just got one thing to say. Way to go, Bodie, for bringing back Dodge." <laughs> Angry emoji, thumbs down emoji. <laughs> Why did Bodie choose that particular time? I thought he wanted to go back and see his dad. Did he make a mistake? I think he just has no clue how the hell that thing works. And he's just go <laughs> winging it. Um, <laughs> she goes on to say, I was quite moved by Nina's harsh view into her past with the alcohol. I wonder if Rendell hadn't died, if her alcoholism would have ended their marriage in general. I'm feeling like this season is kind of dragging, but hopefully that will change real quick. Derek O'Neill says, I think I hate Gideon and his cronies. They seem like straight out of a nineties Disney show, apart from one scene in the library. <laughs> hoping they get better or at least they focus on the family uh, more because I'm enjoying that story much more. Here, here. Maybe Dodge will kill them all. <laughs> 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 Lindsay Schlitt says, aside from the last 10 minutes or so, I thought we were getting yet another enjoyable, but ultimately pointless episode. I'm going to try and take Jason's advice from here on out. Keep reminding myself. They didn't know this was the final season. I just hope that doesn't amount to a very disappointing end. Gideon continues to drive me nuts. He's just so weird. I can't stand his acting. Give him a mustache to twirl already. (laughs) I think I might be a bit touched in the head because honestly, I started laughing at Eden's funeral. A random (laughs) sing-along and then tossing her off the cliff. Bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) Nina revisiting her drunk memories was very dark and again, hard to watch. She's definitely the character I feel worst for. Her moments of happiness are so brief in the show. I see Kinsey is still jumping into people's heads without permission. I'm glad Nina pointed out what a violation it was. The last 10 minutes was more what I was expecting of this season, so I'm glad we're finally getting started. It was cool to see Eden alive, Gabe, Scott, and Dodge again. Looks like we'll be getting more Dodge too, so maybe she can be the more prominent bad guy and Gideon can dot 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 go away. <laughs> Possessed Bodie is a fun twist. All in all, another episode that was perfectly fine. Love the characters and the magic. Just trying to adjust my expectations from here on out. Yeah, I, I'm feeling very connected with Lindsay's messages this season. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is often very much on point. Yeah. Hey, I sent you an email from another listener. Uh, I forwarded it to you about Lock and Key a while back, but I don't see it on here. But I, I, I can remember, and I'm sorry I don't remember your name, but you said that you watched the whole season and you did not spoil anything, but you said something like that it felt like they did wind it up. And so that made me feel... Good, That's you good know. to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too detailed about that, but you know, just a little hope that it does feel like an ending out there. We actually did get an email that I did, failed to add to the agenda in my rush to get this out today. Um, so my apologies. It's actually in regards to Stranger Things. 
um, it's a quick, short one that I thought I'd read really quick. Um, it's from Stuart. He says, I have only just watched the Stranger Things series and I was looking for a podcast about it and I clicked on your podcast and it is fantastic. I think the next season will start two years later. Uh, the cast will be more adult and look different in two years. And one of your comments on um, on there mentioned the bones of Max taking long to heal. Two years should be enough. It wouldn't surprise me if they've already filmed about 10 minutes of the fifth season already before the young cast gets two years older. Um, Hawkins could be like a prison town. Thanks, Stuart. Hmm. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe. Who knows? Interesting thought. But also, thank you for uh, finding us and listening and reaching out. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's a, I, I love hearing that. Um, love when people just stumble upon us and enjoy us. Thank you, Stuart. Um, we did get a couple of voice messages, too. Uh, first one we have, if everyone remembers, um, Jade from one yeah. of our, was it the first episode? I think, um, I think so. Yeah. First or second. Yeah. First, I think. Yeah. Yep. So let's see what she has to say about this one. Aloha, Jason Paik and Rima. How's it going? I'm sorry I missed the episode last week. Uh, life got in the way, but I'm going to leave my feedback for episode three, a little bit of stuff for episode two. Um, we started off with the season premiere. That was really strong, but I don't think the second and third episodes are quite holding up. And I'm a wee bit disappointed because, you know, as you guys have said, we don't have much time to get this story wrapped up and told. But listening to you guys discuss the episode, um, episode two, it really actually revived my enthusiasm. And you guys are really such a big part of why I am such a huge fan of Lock and Key, I think. Sometimes I really do like listening to the podcast more than watching the actual show. So thank you. So just a couple of things in episode two. I caught the Wheeler Sisters gin label, and I remembered it from when Ellie gave that same gin to Nina. And I've heard that it's a reference to the comics, but I don't exactly know how because I haven't read them. But I wonder if it's that specific gin that's making them remember magic and not just like any old alcohol. Because the only time we've seen the alcohol Hmm. actually do this is Hmm. when Tyler and Nina drink that specific brand of gin. So I don't know, something to think about. And, okay, I'm calling it. You heard it here first, guys. This Gordy chap has always creeped me out. I never liked him, and I predict that he will turn out to be a bad guy eventually because there's just something off about him. And he's clearly got some kind of, like, vendetta from childhood and this built-up resentment. I don't know. So, mark my words, he is not to be trusted. Now, episode three really was not my favorite. This, uh, I hate to be negative, but it was kind of a downer, and there were a few moments that stuck out to me where the writers definitely, like, contrived the plot pretty obviously to just put the characters where they needed them to be in order to, like, further the plot. Like, when Bodhi wants to use the time shift key to see his dad, and Nina's like, no, come into my head to see her father. That's just as good. Bodhi would have probably said, no, I want to go back in time so I can actually talk to him. If I just wanted to, like, see him in a memory, I could go into my own head of, of memory. But we need this to happen so that Nina can get into her plotline about the drinking thing, which I'm just really not loving, by the way. Like, why are we doing this again with Nina? We just had this. Can't we have a happy Nina, please? (laughs) 
And another weird part is when yeah. Josh like approaches Tyler and is like, hey, can I interest you in a personal tour of the historic Matheson Meeting House? And Tyler's like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> it was just so silly and awkward, and I just don't think it would ever really happen. But we need it to happen so that Tyler can see the uniform. So, I don't know. And my annoyance increases with the Tyler not remembering magic storyline. Because, like Jason said, it's repetitive. And it's really played out on this show from the first two seasons. And I'm just over it. You know, we've seen the whole, tell me what's going on. I can't tell you. You won't understand. We've seen this over and over again on the show. And I just kind of wish it wasn't happening. You know, ain't nobody got time for this. We got, we got only eight episodes, guys. And it's just, it's a bummer to watch. And I really hope it ends soon, but they will probably drag it out for a while in order to make like his final memory restoring more satisfying, which I think eventually we're going to get him using the memory key. God, I hope so. Okay. And <laughs> wow. What what happened to Bodhi? <laughs> he used to be like the smartest kid in the family, the smartest person at all in, on the show, really. And I just don't know what his character has become. In episode three, he just did every single thing absolutely wrong in the end of the episode. He's just like flipping the Roman numeral numbers with complete confidence that he knows exactly <laughs> what each Roman numeral is, but goes to the wrong time. And then he decides to just march in and think that anything he says will have absolutely no bearing on the situation. I was like, kid, have you not seen any sci-fi TV shows about time travel? Like, obviously, there's going to be consequences. He was like... You'll never get away with this dodge. I know everything. And I thought it was so inconsistent with the character they've built of Bodhi. I don't know. And then he did the dumbest thing imaginable with the ghost key because he thought he was going to, you know, outsmart dodge, I guess. Ah, uh, Bodhi, I don't know. He's normally really cute and like a precocious young boy, but I just wanted to punch his little face. But <laughs> I think that it was the best part of the episode because just when I thought the show was going to let me down... I'm really excited for the next one because I want to see Possessed Bodhi. Now, all right, let's get into this time shift key. Every time they introduce a new key on this show, we're like, how does it work? What are the rules? But I'm not getting my hopes up that these writers are going to explain anything to us at this point. Duncan clearly knows, and he's cautious and afraid of this key. I don't know why he gave it to Nina if it's so damn dangerous, but there we are. Um, but I wonder, if you're gone for like three minutes... How long are you gone in our world? Like, is it the same? Has no time passed? I don't know. I think, Rima, you asked that question. And yeah, I'm also curious. So, okay, doing some detective work with the time shift key here. Paik, you said you thought that the first three digits were the month and the day. But when you look at it, it doesn't make sense because then there's still one digit left over. So I wrote the numbers, uh, all the digits out in the email that I sent. It's like easier if you look at it. But when Bodhi gets back from time traveling after his first go, before he like touches the Roman numerals, they look, they read 2911, 1776, three. So 1776 for three minutes. But what are the 29 and 11? What are those first three numbers? The, the first one can't be the month because there's no 20th month. And it can't be the hour unless it's military time. And then it would be 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. So... If it's military time and the first number is the hour, then that would mean that they saw little Duncan. It, it was 2 a.m. Because when they go to see Duncan, the first three numbers are 2, 10, 6, 1994. Um, but it wasn't 2 a.m. It was clearly daytime. And Paik, I know you said you thought it was February 14th, 1994, but 2, 10, and 6 can't be February 14th. So 
I don't know. Most likely I'm thinking the first digit is the day of the month, like the 20th and the second. But then that still leaves the other two digits. I don't know. I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this because I can't figure it out. And yeah, I can't wait for the next episode. Possessed Bodie, here we go. All right, it's getting good. All right, guys, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> really great voicemail, yeah, as always. It's funny. Um, about whether time passes, we know at least some does because when Bodie first used the time shift key, um, Jamie was there and she said, you just disappeared for a couple minutes or something like that. So I don't remember exactly what she said, but I got the idea since he was only gone for three minutes that he may have been gone for three minutes there too, but he at least was gone for some amount of time because she was like, you were gone. Mm-hmm. And I like the interesting thing about the Wheeler sisters, Jen, that's. Yeah. Um, I never thought of that. Why uh, call it Wheeler <laughs> sisters? So yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. that might play in. Yeah, that was really great. I'll have to send you um, forward on the email um, that had her voice message. She, like she said, kind of has it written out a little bit. Um, maybe a more visual might help. I don't know. Oh, about um, yeah, about we need that. to look at that. Yeah, because I, I know I can't just. I've got to go yeah, look at look at the screenshots. Yeah, I know. I've got to look at yeah. screenshots and and um, Jade <laughs> kind of put it out in online her. Too. Yeah, there's probably some stuff online. Oh, that we, we get find. spoiled, so we can't. I know. I've <laughs> been trying to avoid because I don't want to get spoiled. Right. But um, that was really great. And Jade was really we'll kind in her email. She did respond because I know I mentioned in her uh, the last time that she sent us a voicemail. She had a, a really great voice, and um, ho- hopefully she's doing something with it. And apparently she is. She said she's an actor, and she does a lot of voiceover work. Um, oh, wow. Nice. Yes. So not surprised. not surprised at all. <laughs> Very appropriate. Thank you so much, Jade, for your insightful message. It's cool. Um, I found that email. Do you mind if I read it? No, please. Quick. Did you send it to me? Because okay. I don't remember getting it. Uh, but that's okay. My bad. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. But uh, let's see. I forwarded it to your personal email. Maybe that's what happened. Sorry. Yeah, maybe I overlooked it. Sorry, I should send it to Strange Indeed. Okay. Yeah, because usually when I send email to Rima, she just trashes it right away. No. Oh, God, not from Jason. It's because I have like 100 emails in my inbox, and it gets lost in there. So definitely send it to Strange I should have sent it to Strange Indeed. I apologize in advance that I missed the email. It was not intentional, I promise. Please go ahead. It's from uh, Tasha Brand, who says, Hi, Lock and Key crew. I'm so excited to have you guys back to cover this final season. Your podcasts are always a great companion piece to the show. I've seen the entire season. No worries, no spoilers. And I wanted to ease your minds a bit. The show most definitely has a conclusive ending that, in my opinion, felt planned. My understanding was that the show did know this was their final season when they went into it. But I guess I'm not 100% sure about that. Regardless, as I watched this season, it really did feel like the team was producing it with an ending in mind. Keep up the great great work and enjoy the show, Tasha. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. Thank you, Tasha. I apologize that uh, it got lost in my inbox. It's definitely got to go to the (laughs) strange indeed because there, that's where I'm looking. So thank you for writing in. Okay. Uh, We did get another voice message from our good friend, Steve. Let's see uh, what he has to say. All right, here we go. Lock and key episode three. Um, Hey, this is Steve. That's right. Do we know who bent the bars out, or is that something we haven't seen yet? Ooh, is she going to be able to see Eden's body? 
Oh, new clothes and haircut. And I thought you had to know the door to be able to go through it with the anywhere key. Brindle looking very mountain man-like with that hair and the beard. And this memory in Nina's head. Wow, that scene throwing uh, Eden over the... And flashing with the other kids when they had to throw the bodies over. Oh, it just gave me chills. In this conversation between Tyler and Logan, you asked the question about what he remembered about Jackie. Didn't they say, like, she had a stroke? I think that's what it, it pronounced as or progressed or looked like. He put a history of Matheson book in his head one of the seasons. I don't remember uh, Tyler doing that. <laughs> you figured out to eat a little teeth, eh? I can't do accents. Okay, now scalping somebody in the middle of a library, that's just evil. Uh-oh, Tyler just found out that Kinsey didn't actually call the police. Okay, he found the Harlequin quest chest key, key, Harlequin chest key. Why aren't they keeping the keys in there now? You know, this isn't good. You know, when you revisit memories of drinking, it's bad enough, but when you can actually go inside your head and see them and relive them, oh, now Kinsey just snuck in with her. Oh, did he get the numbers wrong? No, this is not going to be good, Bodhi revealing stuff. Uh-oh. No. Did he bring her back with him? Uh-oh. I guess he did. I do remember this from the comic book, Peg, that there was a period of time when uh, Dodge or somebody inhabited Bodhi's dead body. I remember this now. I don't want to give anything away, so talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, he Steve. <laughs> he thought they thought... Or they said Jackie had a stroke or something, I, right? I don't remember that. I vaguely remember that. Really? That might okay. have been kind of the oh. non-magical answer for mm. what happened. That's okay. right. I feel like maybe they glazed over it a little bit, but okay. Okay. Mm. I love that. That's pretty good. Thank you, everyone, so much for your <laughs> feedback. Love it. Keep it coming. Um, yeah, a lot this week. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Keep it coming. Um all right. So this is normally where we would do a little comic talk. So if you don't want to hear um, any comic talk and maybe potentially get a little spoiled about something in the comics, then you should skip ahead just a little bit. Um, Paik, I know you were talking earlier uh, mm-hmm. about the yeah. events uh, that that came to pass in the end of this episode uh, did come from the comic. Did you have anything additional that you wanted to add from the comic that you didn't want to talk about earlier? I don't think I really do have much to add because I kind of talked about that a little bit just when, when talking about that scene in the episode where again, like I, I know there are certain storylines that this can set up mm-hmm. things that yeah, might but happen, I don't but I don't want to spoil them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, so, we'll wait, so. wait and see yeah. if it happens. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Any Jason? Anything you want to add um, about no, the comics? I barely remember the comic exists at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember Kinsey's hair. That's about it. All right. <laughs> okay. So next week on our podcast, we'll be covering Lock and Key season three, episode four, Deep Cover, which appears to refer to Dodge, yeah, in Prob- Bodie's body, probably. Well, we are excited for you to follow us into Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Teacast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger Teacast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts more and more every day at podcastica.com. Go out and leave reviews for all of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the shows. All the shows. You mentioned that. And wow, the Podcastica family has grown quite a bit. And there have been some new shows, add a lot of new content. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and give a tease on what um, everyone can find? I mean, you guys started House of the Dragon. That yes. just came out yesterday. Yay. You might Which, have heard of that show. Man, not going to talk too much about the show and go listen to Remake and yeah, break it down. But based Remake off of me watching that first episode, I, 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 and I'm not alone Like on a lot of the feedback online. I was like, damn, this show doesn't have this right to be this good. Like they, I think they nailed the, the, the beginning. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I see it's two hours and 38 minutes or something. And I think that's great because that show, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, lots so I'm excited of, to listen. Lots to unpack for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just name the others. There's She Hulk, which I listened finally to uh, Penny and uh, Greg's episode. It was delightful. Yes. Uh, Sandman, I still haven't had a chance to see. I told Mark, I'm going to watch that tonight just so I can finally listen to what Jamie and Mark have been doing. And then I, I've been doing Tales of the Walking Dead, which I think has been really great. Uh, it's been really different, and they. Did, doing a really good job with the concept where each episode it's just different people in the zombie apocalypse some you may have seen before and um is that is that everything this show lock and key and coming soon is the cast of the rings our rings of power lord of the rings rings of power podcast with Anwen and penny and then after that we'll be getting into Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai is back yeah. very soon. Sooner than I remembered, like realized, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's like September 9th or something, isn't it?" <laughs> Man, oh tons of good stuff. I mean, this is going too far out because it's October. But can I even say this about what you and Paker are going to be covering? I, I feel like even though we haven't officially said anything, it's kind of just a given. People should know, yeah, that we're totally. Yeah. Mike do Flanagan it. has what is it called? Midnight uh, Midnight, Midnight Club. Club. So Midnight new- Club. New Flanagan series, obviously, we're going to cover it on Strange Indeed. I'm looking to. forward yeah. to that series and to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't make me cry this time with this show. I feel like every single show he keeps putting out, I'm like a, 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 just a, a, a gl- in a glass case of emotions every time. And I'm crying on the podcast. And if I could just not do that this time, that'd be great. Um, but looking forward to that show for sure. Um. Well, speaking of great podcasts, Pig, do you want to give a little teaser for what you and Daphne have coming up um, with your podcast called Run for Your Lives? Yeah, this week uh, we are sticking to more current things. We like to go back in time some a lot of times, but a newer release we are covering uh, 2022 because this has been the year of Ethan Hawke. So yeah, we are yeah. covering The Black Phone, which Ooh. is actually based off of a short story written by joe hill who wrote the lock and key comics so mm-hmm. boom, connection but yeah uh yeah uh we had a really good time breaking that movie down there's a lot of really interesting things is that a good that one? one i i've okay. seen it like three times now and i like it more each time i watch it okay. i remember the first time i saw it in theaters place. i was kind of on the fence where i was like mm. i loved the things that i really like like the things i liked were awesome and the problems i had with it we're really getting, I was getting hung up on, but then the more I watch it, the more I'm able to forgive some of the the issues and, and find the good in it even better. So cool. I think it's a great one. I really enjoyed it. And I think for a short time, I don't, I haven't looked at it where it's at now, but I know when my daughter and I were sitting down to watch it, it 
had um it was in the 90th somewhere percentile um on rotten tomatoes mm. so it cool i, I enjoyed it I that's it good fun. for horror movies tend to get rated lower too i know mm-hmm. i know so, so um, that was nice good for a horror movie yeah it's really good yeah. that's awesome I forgot to mention, I knew I forgot one, Handmaid's Tale's coming up in just a couple of weeks yeah. here, season five. And uh, we just got, I hope I'm allowed to say this, access to the first eight episodes. But we have to exercise self-control and not watch ahead, which I know mm. um, Daphne and Wendy were not totally successful at doing last time, but we've promised each mm-hmm. other this time we will do. Well, maybe you should just like watch one and record and have like a few episodes recorded like in the bank. So you've already seen it. before. It comes out. <laughs> we want to get feedback in there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully if that, I mean, that's that show last season, even though Sorry. it didn't win any Emmys, I thought it was freaking phenomenal. So if it's anywhere near as good this season, I'll be really stoked. I need like a week's vacation to just catch up on all the TV. Yeah. There's so much out. So I'm going to vomit it all up. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> That's a lovely <laughs> image to begin and end the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. All right. That is our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please come back. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Marie And I'm Jason. And I'm Bake. And Susan Melvin is strange indeed.